Hey everyone, it's Kevin O'Connor. AKA Kevin O'Bomber. AKA Kevin O'Concert. Kevin! Wait a minute, you're not Chris Vernon. No, Kevin. Sadly, I'm not as cherubic or as raspy as Verno, but it is I, J. Kyle Mann. And folks, basketball has been and continues to be so very good. That's exactly why Kyle and I are hosting a brand new basketball show on a brand new podcast feed, The Ringer's NBA Draft Show. We're going to have you covered every week as we go in-depth and deep dive in hopes of answering an ever-important question in the NBA. Who's got next? Whether it's an international phenom like Victor Wimbanyama, or the G League Scoot Henderson, or stars from Overtime Elite like Amen Thompson, as well as a full-blown swarm of talented prospects from the promising 2023 NBA draft class. For sure, Kyle. And we're also going to get into players from the college ranks because this is a loaded class for us to discuss prospects rising and falling. And we're going to revisit and redraft recent draft classes and get into how the league's evolution could help inform what's valuable in a prospect of the future. This is a podcast for a fan of every team, whether you're losing and have high draft lottery odds or you're looking for sleepers later in the draft. We're going to be covering everything in the months to come, so please make sure you follow and subscribe to the Ringer NBA Draft Show. And hit us with those five-star ratings. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. We are going through our must-add players after week nine. If you don't know how this works, it's really simple. We each go, we give our number one player that we would add around 40-ish percent-ish rostered on ESPN or Yahoo. And if we pick the same player, we do a little tiebreaker. We do trivia. It's fun. It's not that complicated. It's week 10 coming up. There's only four teams on by, I suppose the six from last week. The Ravens, the Bengals, the Jets and the Patriots are on by. Not that bad of a bye week. It's just Lamar and Burrow, quarterback, and then mix All it in Ramondre. winning records. Or yeah, good teams. teams with winning records. But the offense is it's not that much collateral damage because like the Patriots are on by. No, okay, it's just Ramondre, though. No one has Mac Jones. No one's playing these receivers. No one's playing Hunter Henry. Jets going by. How many of these Jets receivers are you playing? You know what I mean? It's not that bad. Having said that, slim pickings on waivers this week, guys. It's ugly. It, it is ugly out there. Very, very ugly. Uh, injuries, not that many injuries, which is good. Josh Allen feels like the big one of this week. Quarterback for the Bills. He had this weird elbow injury. I don't know if you saw the replay. He got hit at that really weird angle. And then like a throw later, he was grabbing his arm. And it's a UCL, so it's like his ulnar collateral ligament. That's your funny bone, right? No idea. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but like, it it's happened to him though. rookie year, and he missed like a month. But that's also what pitchers get with Tommy John. No one's ever explained to me why quarterbacks can get this and just play and then pitchers get it. And it's like, oh, we'll see him in like 18 months. Well, pitching's very different, right? Just right. like the mechanics of pitching, I think, is much more strenuous on the body than throwing a football. Yeah. Weirdly, the mechanics are the same. It's just that like exactly the same, more like, but like they're just not trying to max out every throw. I don't, 
they're exactly the same. I don't I don't know if that's right. Yeah, I'm actually reading from Edwin Porras, who does uh, he does a bunch of really good stuff for fantasy points. Um, he says the mechanics are different, different mechanism. Well, for the arm. Well, I'm talking about Tom. House your hand is, like is a completely different direction. Your, your hand is facing forward on a pitch. Your hand is facing sideways and open on. I don't know. I, I think yeah, I guess for the elbow. I was, I'm just Tom House is the quarterback coach for like Brady and Breeze and all those quarterbacks. He always says that it's the same, but I think he's talking about like actually where it comes from your core and your legs. You're right. The funny anyway. thing is, right after he got hurt, he threw a ball like 70 yards. <laughs> yeah, because there's Which, a reason why pitchers constantly have elbow injuries and quarterbacks kind of never do. So they must. Be should different. he have and done that? Probably not. Should he have thrown the ball 70 <laughs> yards after he's like, I wonder if one of these like when you throw your arm out skipping rocks and then you just immediately go back to throwing more. I've never done How that. How bad would Josh Allen's injury need to be for him to actually miss time? Like in the playoffs, I was thinking of say. this too. Because with all these injuries, there's always areas of gray, right? Because it's like, I mean, I don't know what's going on there, but in pitching, they have this conversation because if it's like partially torn, you can play. But the Bills... Not only are these Super Bowl favorites, but the weight on this team. Yeah. Like the Bills have been so bad for so long. And Josh Allen's like this messianic sports figure that I don't know how he could. If he's allowed to play, I feel like he's going to play through it. Like there's there's it's more likely that they give him like a robot arm to play with in the playoffs than he doesn't play. (laughs) Well, you know, they do Tommy John, right? They take it from like your leg. But I bet you could find 100 Bills fans that would just give their UCL ligament. (laughs) It's like, a go, it's like a GoFundMe, but for elbow ligaments. Yeah, exactly. That could it's just, that. hey. That wouldn't be hard. Anybody willing to donate? We could have a whole reality show in Buffalo. It's like a, it's like a find your match for who, who, who matches Josh <laughs> Allen's elbow the best. It's like a business idea. This is like Hinge, but for matching. By the way, is it, is it messianic or, or messianic? I'm Jewish, so I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm the wrong person to ask. You know? <laughs> That's probably fair. not the right. Messianic, anyway, other, I thought it was. I don't know. I, Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I've only seen it written. Other injury, Aaron Jones is probably going to be fine. That, that, that's kind of it on the injury front. I but don't know. I, we'll see. But I want to, we have to talk about the news of the day. This floored me. I actually thought I was dreaming when I saw this. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts fired head coach Frank Reich. That was kind of expected. They sucked. They replaced Frank Reich with Jeff Saturday, who is the new Colts interim head coach. Jeff Saturday, was the longtime center for the Colts with Peyton Manning. He retired a decade ago. Jeff Saturday has been doing television for ESPN on the morning for first take till like three days ago. I, he's a quote-unquote consultant for the Colts. I think that means he just texts with Jim Ursay and their buds and they kind of look alike. Jeff Saturday's never coached at any level. He was the head coach at a high school for a few years. And then he stopped was the during the pandemic. They were they, they were twenty and sixteen. I, <laughs> I pretty think, average. They weren't even good. <laughs> no, they were like four games above five hundred. So I saw. Oh I don't know if you guys I saw this. I just assumed that it was Jeff Saturday will assist in the coaching hiring, and then I saw that he was hired. It's like, oh, this is a great Nathan for you bit. Well, so the Colts uh, they have two former head coaches on their staff. So even if Jeff Saturday is you know nominally the head coach. He's not actually going to be the head coach, right? It's going to be John Fox and who, who else is it? No, he's the head coach. Yeah, but like, what is he actually going to be doing every day? He will ostensibly be the head coach, but like, he won't actually be the head coach. I don't know. It, you uh, know, it's like in Arrested Development when Job is in charge of the company. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I think the other thing that's interesting about this whole thing is they don't have an offensive coordinator right now. They have literally no one on staff that's ever called an offensive play. 
No, so that that has been going around. That's actually not true. What are so they apparently doing? The quarterback coach Scott Milanovic. It was much funnier when that was the case. Apparently, he did call plays as an interim basis for the Jaguars for like a, a small amount of games. Okay, and he was and he was the the quarterback coach was the head coach in the Canadian Football League like two years ago. That's what they got. But so like, is he their OC I, I would, now? He has to be because he's the only one. <laughs> Basically, Dan, I don't think I was they have watching, one yet. Well, Matt so Ryan? I was watching Dan Orlovsky and Ooh. DK, your good friend Mina Kimes, and on NFL Live, because like they all do television with Jeff Saturday. It was the most awkward meta segment I've ever seen on television where they're like, yeah, this guy who sits at this desk is running this team. And they're like, is this a good idea? They're like, well, we love Jeff. Yeah. And they just didn't know what to say. Right. And then Orlovsky's like, is Matt Ryan going to have to call the plays? Like, who even, it's not even like knowing the plays. They're like, it, you know how the NFL, all these different teams have different words for, like things like they all call like a tight end or a route different word like Matt Ryan's one of the two people in the building who even knows what things are called right I mean look on one side of it it's kind of exciting that it's not just a retread but at the on the other hand this is like a total slap in the face to everybody who's been like grinding their cocks off trying to like you know get to that level you know become a head coach to borrow an Adam Levitt this is an Adam Leviton comment or or expression I love it also Mike Vrabel was the one who said I'd cut my dick off (laughs) Yeah, but like this, uh, you know, obviously there's major implications here for the fact that they're kind of skirting the Rooney, Rooney rule because they're bringing in someone from the outside. Um, even though it's an interim thing, there's some question over the legality of this, first of all, which I don't know. know how the Rooney rule. I actually don't think the Rooney rule does apply to interim head coaches. I don't know, but I will say. But from I, someone I from that, the outside, that's I don't the, know. That's the question. So whatever, like that's he is an interim head coach, but they are going to have to go through it. There's the specific league rules of the Rooney rule, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that there's two ways to look at this, and only two, honestly. One, it's really funny. Like, it's really funny that this happened, and it's like a Nathan for you bit. And then, as DK just mentioned, whether or not it... I I don't really care about the Rooney rule being literally applied so much, but the larger point is, specifically, I think that this is a slap in the face to a lot of the black assistant coach candidates who have been passed over, and also, quite frankly, a lot of black head coaches that don't get the second chance. And I think that what what this proves so much is that a lot of these coaching decisions are about, or really it's just the owner gets to hire them. And fundamentally the problem with diversity among the coaching ranks in the NFL, it's like the NFL as a league office can't actually tell owners who to hire. Owners get to hire who they want because they own the team. And we've seen over and over again, owners just sometimes just hire people that they know. Like, it's it, just cronyism. It, it, yeah. yeah. Jeff Saturday worked for the Colts for like a decade and now is going to run the Colts. That's it. And so obviously Jeff Saturday wouldn't be coaching the other 31 teams. And so I think that a lot of the times with this, it's just a question of who gets the benefit of the doubt. Would would a black player who had just played for a decade be getting the benefit of the doubt that they could run a team and be the leader of this organization? Maybe. Seems probably not. Josh McCown had a very uh, similar situation with the Texans where the Texans ownership apparently just wanted to hand the head coaching job to Josh McCown who had like never even been in coaching. That makes sense on a certain level. You know, he's been a backup quarterback forever, blah, blah, blah. But it's just the benefit of the doubt is overwhelmingly going to to, to white players. And I I, I can yes. only imagine how like the Brian Flores is uh, of the NFL feel. It's so it's ver- this whole thing's very funny. It's also like very, very dark. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be going to be extremely weird <laughs> they need to get an offense quarter the other thing like it's like you mentioned it it fly it, it, it's a slap in the face for all the coaches that have been grinding to get to that level but especially people of color and 
by the way, they fired their black offensive coordinator like a week ago, and now they don't have an offensive coordinator. And they scapegoated Marcus like Brady. ridiculous, yeah. Who, and also, wait, I have to pull this up. Uh, Roger Sherman wrote a great column for, the, he writes winners and losers every week for the, the Ringers website. And Roger had some incredible stats about, so they, they basically scapegoat Marcus Brady and just general workplace survival politics of like, Frank Reich has to, fi- he benches Matt Ryan, that's the first guard, and then he has to fire Marcus Brady, and if that doesn't work, he's fired. So he fires Marcus Brady, and the one game they had without Marcus Brady, this is astonishing. The Colts managed two yards per play in a season Jesus. where no other team has had under three yards per play in a single game one time. So they were two when no one else has been below three. And then in terms of net yards per pass, which is just yards per attempt, and you take out the sack yards. Sam Ellinger was at one and a half net yards per throw. No other quarterback has been below three this year. So literally, Sam Ellinger was gaining half as much yardage as the next worst performance. This was the worst performance in years from the Colts. So Marcus Brady getting the the short stick here, it, that's just the theme, right? Is the is is black coaches, black assistants getting uh just not getting the benefit of the doubt in these situations. Right. So right. exactly. This this sucks. But so I don't think you can cut Alec Pierce if you added him on waivers. Yeah, I mean, obviously from a fantasy point of view, this everything that we talked about when when Ellinger Culture, became like, the this starter. almost looks like a tank. Like this almost is. is like, are they just tanking yeah. for Stroud? They're going to start Ellinger. They have no head coach who has no idea what he's doing. This team is just going to be, they should just sit Jonathan Taylor the rest of the season. Yeah. I think Jim Irsa, it's just, this is all emotional. This is very emotional. Also, the Frank Reich, you got to remember, Frank Reich was hired in 20, I mean, they wanted to hire Josh. Also, the irony of, they wanted to hire Josh McDaniels. They had the press conference set up. Josh McDaniels backs out. They're playing the Raiders this week in Josh McDaniels. Frank Reich steps in. And then he plays, and then Andrew Luck retires on them, right as Frank Reich shows up. And so the entire Frank Reich era was just this team just trying to do stopgap at quarterback, stopgap at quarterback, not trading up, trying to get, you know, Jacoby Brissett here, Philip Rivers there, Carson Wentz there, Matt Ryan here, just, you know, a, a series of half measures, as they say in Breaking Bad, and then none of it worked, but it was the whole time. And now they're playing Josh McDaniel. It's a very weird full circle for this team. Anyway, what a mess. You guys want to go through some waiver picks? Yeah, that conversation is going to be more interesting than the waiver options we have this week. But yes, let's move <laughs> forward. Yeah, talk about slim pickings. Uh, should, should we have done one for the coaching candidates? I almost wish I had thought of that. Could have just done like trivia. I, 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 I wanted to find some Jeff Saturday related trivia, but if you two get up and one, we'll find one. Okay. Running backs for this week. It's probably the worst running back. I legitimately uh, don't know who to pick here. Do you guys want to go first this time? I always go first. Uh, (laughs) So to be clear, we always do this generally within mind. Like if you have to pick someone up and put them in your lineup this week, who would you do? I don't think there's any running back you should really do that with if you're in a 10 or 12 team league. You had six people on by last week. You probably shouldn't. The one exception, Jeff Wilson, I think is like owned in like half-ish of rosters. So we're not going to include him for this. But if Jeff Wilson's available in your league, go get him because he might just be the starting running back for the Dolphins. So like get Jeff Wilson. But we're assuming that Jeff Wilson's rostered in your league. However, he's easily like the best guy. Um, I'll just take Rashad White for the Bucks. I just sound like a broken record every week. But basically, if anything happens to Leonard Fournette, Rashad White's playing and he's going to be the yeah. starter. And he's also kind of slowly creeping up and just looking better than Leonard Fournette. He's getting as many touches. He's not necessarily playing as much. But the Bucks are also desperate. The Bucks are also kind of like 
not churning their roster, but churning their playing time in a way. I think they're more willing to give like younger guys reps. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rashad White gets more equal playing time to Lenny Fournn soon. But again, it's just more that everything else is so rough. But Rashad White's more of a stash that you'd have to play than someone you'd want to play this week. I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, it. he's who I had first too. And this, but it's like, yeah, he has a very low floor, like he's six points or something, like it's like below the Amendola line or whatever. But yeah, he's not going to get you a zero most likely. And it seems like his his usage has been ticking up a little bit week in and week out. Leonard Fournette hasn't been extremely efficient by any standards. So yeah, I think Rashad White would probably be the top guy here. I maybe throw in like Latavius Murray coming off a bye. I, Latavius Murray, I, I wrote down and I just put him to the bottom because Latavius Murray's a three-man backfield coming off a bye with the worst goal line team <laughs> and the worst red zone team in the yeah. NFL against the Titans defense, which is like maybe the best run defense in the NFL. I'm just like, why? Why do that to myself? Yeah, that's fair. It's the worst crop of guys in a long time. I mean, th- there are dudes who are injured. Like there's Chuba Hubbard. We don't exactly know when he's coming back. There's Gus Edwards, who's not going to play tonight, we don't think. Uh, but they're on by, and the Ravens week. are going on by. Yeah, you know, there's there's Kyron Williams on the Rams. We don't exactly know when he's going to be playing. Um, I mean, there's Jordan Wilkins. You know, Deion Jackson got hurt and didn't return in the game last week for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor's hurt. I suppose Zach Moss. them are out. Well, and Jeff yeah, Saturday Zach Moss, now. Jordan now that Wilkins. Jeff Saturday is in charge of this operation, I mean, I got to get my hands on that Colts backfield. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Rashad White too by default, but it, it's bleak. Jalen Warren. You know, Isaiah I almost Spiller? think we should be. I think that the real answer this week is none of these people should be being plugged into your lineups, more or less. It's like no. you, unless almost, we like I get more that, definitive explanations. Should we like not even playing. do trivia? Yeah. Should we not even like, like, <laughs> well, I think we should almost do it for stashes. Like, if you're going to add a running back, but you don't need to play him this week, it's like you just want him for the rest of the season to hold on. Like, would you do Rashad White or like Isaiah Pacheco, who I've liked for the Chiefs a while? Basically, I was like, if they named the start of the week before the bye and they wanted the bye and then no Chiefs running back in more than five yards last week or last night. I feel like you need to give him another week though just because the Titans defense was so good against the run and Pacheco yeah. did get more carries than Clyde. It was literally one, but they're playing the Chargers in a couple weeks and I'm like, uh, and I'm like, oh, what if Pacheco does get the roll and you cut him and you held on to him and I'm like, uh, but you can cut him. I don't know. These are all bad. Let's just do, let's do a trivia because this is not very fun talking about these guys. You want to do it for who? Rashad White? Yeah. It is the Rashad White boring showdown time. <laughs> I want to go back to our roots right now. Okay. Mm. The first time we did tro- showdown time was because we were like, where was Nick Foles born? Uh, and we all guessed different <laughs> yeah. cities and the whole thing emerged funny. because we actually, it was like the exact same distance we had guessed. And so we had to figure out what, like, what part of town anyway. The lights went off for Craig. Oh, I thought Craig was waving at me. <laughs> Wait, we got, so, all right. No, every, so Craig's just waving his arms at me in the Zoom. And I'm like, does he want to say something? It was the lights went off in the office. He's- Spotify being the environmentally friendly bastards they are. If you don't move in a room for a while, the lights go off to save energy. But that's annoying when I sit all day. I think that's them saying, like, move on from the running back conversation. But to our roots, I'm going to go something, which is, so Jeff Saturday was the coach of this high school football team. It was called like Hebron Academy or something. And I'm just going to, I don't know where to, where did Jeff Saturday coach high school football? I know where, it was in Georgia, right? Oh. Dacula, Georgia. <laughs> Sorry, I could have wow. pretended guys. Craig knows the exact no, answer. I know, I appreciate it. Too bad. 
I could have pretended. To, all right, fine. I won't do just Saturday related trivia. It was because was, was it, be in, ring, in the Ringer NFL Slack, people were joking about that, that they weren't the, like the vampires, like the Dacula vampires or something like that. <laughs> How are they not the Dacula vampires? That's <laughs> yeah. such a missed opportunity. All right, fine. We'll just do it Let's do trivia that non-sports related trivia. Come on. Is there a single sports team, school, organization anywhere with the with the mascot vampires? Because that's awesome. <laughs> that would be really Vamps. good. Who knows? <laughs> this is a great question. This is from Seth. 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 What is the official length? How long is a span? Like a time span? Like a span of time. Like, like there's a, a real span? number for how long a span of time is. According to who? Wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> if I knew that, then... I the would King have the of England. Okay. That's really hard because span is just tacked onto the end of so many words that have s- such different, you know, uh, relationships with time. There's lifespan, there's... Well, there's also a question of how long is a moment? Would you prefer how long is a moment? <laughs> Let's do both. Wow. I want to know what a span is. So there's real... Offi- there's an official definition for how long a span is. Uh, apparently. Wow, this is really hard. I'm going to go 26 years. Wait, we're going span or moment? Span, not moment, okay, obviously. Good. Well, if 26. people say lifespan, did, did they just attribute that word to life just because it makes sense? But like, I feel like you wouldn't say lifespan if it was 26 years. I don't know. I'm going to say 10 years. Craig, say 86 years. Well, no, because then it's like, why would somebody invent a word that just meant like 90 years? That doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's got to be short. I'm going to say one year. Probably like an hour. <laughs> Just assumed it was time, and it said nine inches. Is the <laughs> what? What? We're already we're guessing the right unit. Today. I Good don't Lord. even know what we're doing. A so span? who won there? I I said ten years. I think we we're, all we're, lost. This is point. like we we were trying to guess or like we should have just said orange. Like we were so <laughs> we far off. <laughs> no one wins. What? That's the theme. Okay, like, let's do like a moment. How how much? How long is a moment? Are we talking? We'll seconds? do that for the next one. Okay. So who won? No one won. <laughs> We're all, no one wins. Closest. We're just moving on to It's moment. all made up at the, point, okay. the points all that right. matter. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Wide receivers. Uh, the Ravens are going on by, but keep an eye on Devin DuVernay just because Rashad Bateman's out for the season. See what happens with him on Monday Football. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. Uh, I chose Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Browns because he's just been weirdly consistent. He's an wow. insanely talented athlete. Uh, wow, Craig's wow. I mean, who'd you pick? Wow, Donovan Peoples Jones. No, I chose Michael Gallup. Yeah, you can keep him. It's weird to me that the Cowboys are interested in Odell Beckham, and I think that the fact that they're even like trying to court him suggests to me that they're not satisfied with Michael Gallup. I have Odell but they next also... on my list. Oh, okay. Well, we, we, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about Odell. Uh, I also had Donovan Peoples Jones for the Browns. What? So he has had a almost twenty percent target rate this year, and he's been like remarkably consistent for us never talking about him. Like He hasn't whatsoever. had less than... Donovan Peoples-Jones has not had less than 50 yards since week three. He just has very low target share. And to me, it's like... I mean, I, I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I guess I don't know why I'm arguing against this. But he, he, he gets like four or five targets a game. He's not like really... He's just been very efficient. Here's the thing. 
He's the rare guy who's consistent that's an insane athlete. And I know we always say, well, they're athletic, they're in the NFL. But there's uh, something called burst score, which is, it's just simple. It's just your vertical jump at the combine added to your broad jump distance at the combine. He's in the 100th percentile for burst score, which is yeah. okay. pretty, pretty good. So it's weird that he's also just very consistent. So I, I just like that he hasn't scored yet, but I feel like that's going to change soon. So again, it's all weird. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, who's your first one, Craig? You had Gallup. Gallup. Yeah, that's fine too. You guys still not buying the Terrace Marshall hype train? I had him uh, on, my list. on. Okay. I had him next. I had him as well, Terrace Marshall. Yeah, sure. It's like the Pan- I just watched the Panthers lose by 40 points. Sure. And it's like, cool. You know, true. I, I don't. True. They're also play- the Panthers are also playing Thursday night football. And I feel like these guys are probably like injury replacements for people. And it's like, are you going to play Terrace Marshall on Thursday? Then you have to put him at your receiver spot. It feels weird. Anyway, <laughs> you want to fight over how long a moment is for Donovan Peoples Jones, TK? Sure. I'm going to say all five right. minutes. Five oh, minutes? I didn't even do the thing. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. We're all discombobulated today. Craig, Man. go for it. <laughs> DK, now uh, I'm going to take my time here. You can think what you want to do. Take a moment. He's going to say five minutes. Uh, it is the Donovan Peoples Jones showdown time. <laughs> okay, so I haven't said five minutes. A moment. A, a, a simple moment. Ten seconds. Wow, wow. You know how many people have emailed us and been like, why don't you guys just like white, write these on a whiteboard or text each other? Or text. So yeah, the texting is a good idea. There's an awful lot of just stubbornness that we, this is how we've been doing it and why change now. So Heifetz says five minutes, DK says 10 seconds. Eileen, DK. The answer is 90 seconds. Nice. So DK's closer, but I got the right order of magnitude. Either way. What? Sure. Someone said that, remember, oh my God, now we're just all over the place. Remember when we were like, how far is the car that Elon Musk launched into yeah. space? How far is that from Earth now? And I said, like, 200 million miles. And I miles. got ridiculed for guessing that it was further away than the sun is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was. And we were like, oh, Craig's wrong. But, like, Craig was right. I forget how. No, we saw Craig was right. He was, he was actually wrong. He was definitely the furthest away. But spiritually, he was probably correct. Because I was the guy who guessed the furthest distance. And you guys had a very conservative guess. And, and in reality, the answer was in the middle. But it was still very fucking far away and way farther than you thought. A moment is 90 seconds? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Take a moment. It, 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 take a moment to think about it. That that doesn't mean 90 seconds. It's like if no one knows that, then obviously it's no longer true. Kind of it's a contronym. Like we're talking about how literally means figuratively and literally. 10, 20 seconds to me is a moment. Yeah. Why don't you peruse the definition of a moment? To me, it's like if you're standing in line for the bathroom at a bar and you kind of meet somebody and you lock eyes, you maybe say a sentence or two, 10, 20 seconds. That's a moment. You're just like, if, if you're going to go up and give a speech and someone says, oh yeah, just take a moment to like gather yourself. Like you're not t- spending 90 seconds sitting there thinking. It's going to be 10 seconds tops. So there was we this should weird change moment the definition last too. That's 10 seconds. So the, <laughs> the, mo- the definition in Merriam-Webster for moment should be 90 seconds or however long you think a moment was. <laughs> I just feel like uh, the way that moment is used in common language, like, is not does not match with the definition. Yeah, like. perhaps we've hijacked and manipulated the definition over time, yes. but it's, it's 10, 15 seconds. I agree with that. All right, so there's receivers <laughs> we've talked about before at length. We can hit them quickly, but there's Darius Slate and Wandale Robinson coming back to the Giants. You go with them if you want. Boring, boring, but like, sure, they'll get the job done. The Jaguars, Joneses, they'll boring, they'll get the job done. Marvin Jones Jr., Zay Jones, playing the Chiefs, shootout. You know you know what they are. They're, they exist. They might get you a touchdown. Maybe you'll get lucky. 
I want to talk about Odell Beckham as a stash. Mm. Odell is going to come back. At first, it was going to be November. Then it was going to be December. Now it's November again. Apparently, word on this on Adam Schefter's Twitter timeline is it's going to be Odell will be cleared medically very soon, maybe this week. And then he's considering four teams. Basically, it's the four, four teams that could make the playoffs. The Bills, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Giants. Those are the four teams Odell's considering. What do the Chargers have to do? You know what I mean? What do the Chargers have to do to get it on these sweepstakes? The Packers? <laughs> I know. The idea of Odell Beckham having played in like New York, hating Cleveland, and then Los Angeles and going to Green Bay kind of seems funny to me. A terrible Green Bay team. This team's not going to make the playoffs. I don't know what, why would he go to Green Bay? That makes no sense. The Giants, I think it's just to be nice and they started hot and he like visited the building and it was like with Landon Collins and it was cool. I, I'd be kind of stunned. I don't even know what I would do with myself if he went back to the Giants. This feels like a Cowboys and Bills sweepstakes totally, for Odell Beckham. Totally. It's, it's, Odell Beckham feels like a Cowboy, right? It's surprising he hasn't been on the Cowboys yet. It feels like this is the final act of his career is to, is to be a Cowboy and, and embrace his, you know, his inner Terrell Owens. And here's the thing, he's coming off this ACL, but he was going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl, probably, until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So DK... Yeah, I mean, he's 30 years old. He just turned 32 days ago. He's not young anymore, but he can still contribute. If, let's say that Odell is healthy, and let's just say he's going to sign with one of these... It's not, let's say it's not the Giants' backers. Let's say he's, it, Schefter tweets in three days that he's eliminated to the Bills and the Cowboys. And let's say Josh Allen's healthy. How excited would you be for Odell? Like, do you think that he is like league winning potential and you're adding like Odell the same way that it's like a notch below how you just got DeAndre Hopkins back two weeks ago and now he's like a top six receiver? Or is that ridiculous to expect with Odell, who's like sneakily almost, he's like 30 now and coming off a torn ACL? I just said that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just said he turned 30 two days ago. Oh. I don't know. I to be honest with you, if he, if he signs with the Bills, I I would be pretty excited. If he signs with the Cowboys, I would just be like, eh, that's fine. Like I'm not going to get too excited. It, it, basically, it's not as sexy fantasy wise if he's on the Cowboys, right? I would be expecting something similar to what he was doing with like the Rams last year, where it was basically touchdown or bust. And maybe he does score a touchdown a lot. Who knows? Um, but if he was with the Bills, that's where I'm starting to get really excited because honestly, like. As much as we love Gabe Dave on this podcast, like Gabe Dave has not been consistent or reliable whatsoever. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, I think, is just a, a role player. He's not, you know, he's he's not really doing much. He he, he kind of like, I think he's gotten away with being in starting lineups by scoring a few touchdowns. But like, honestly, I don't know if he's played all that well. And so, like, if he was if he went in and it was the number two behind Steph Diggs, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I think that he's actually kind of perfect. And, like, I kind of think he could take the Isaiah McKenzie spot on this team. Like, because I feel like he's... Gabe Dave is sneaky big. Like, he's not, like, 6'5 or anything, but I feel like he plays very physically. And then he just... Just wish he could catch better. Yeah. Honestly. But, like, I don't know. I think Odell would fit in pretty well. I I, I worry if the Bills would kind of use him more for, like, a Super Bowl run. But I do think about how we kind of wrote off Odell ending up with the Rams last year and they just caught five touchdowns in a row. I don't know what to make of any of this. You know what I mean? I think he's he's like one of those guys that's worth stashing him right now and seeing how it all goes. But that's that's as far as I go. I'm not gonna be super stoked about it, but like I think he is worth stash. I think at yeah, the, the very w- least, when you get him back and he if he comes back and there's all these like pregame hype videos of him making these weird, crazy catches with a cool visor and cool cleats in like a Bills uniform and Josh Allen, like someone will trade for him from you 
if your trade deadline had not passed by that point. Like, someone will do it. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Tight ends? So, we're recording this on Monday afternoon. We don't know. I feel like the biggest tight end news to drop. Mark Andrews was hurt. Isaiah Likely, we'll see. Hopefully, he was incredible. If you're listening to this on Monday night, we don't know. Ravens are on bye next week. If Isaiah Likely's, like, amazing tonight, probably worth picking up Isaiah Likely, even though he's on bye next week, if he's still available. But other than him, we're not going to count him for this. I took Greg Dulcich first for the Broncos because he's the only weirdo that has any chemistry with Russell Wilson. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with Greg Dulcich that him and Russell Wilson are on the same page, but I think that that's the guy you want. He's the only guy young enough to not know who Russ is. Yeah. And know his real personality. (laughs) That's definitely it, Craig. He's like, this guy works hard. Why is everybody so, why does everybody hate on this guy? He's a rookie and it's like you're new at the office and you're like, you don't know who everyone else thinks is weird. So you're just kind of yeah. like getting to know this everybody. This was the joke for a long time in Seahawks. Why is in this guy Seahawks? eating lunch alone every day? I'll go sit with him. <laughs> Honestly, in Seahawks Twitter, this was kind of like a, a running joke for a long time. Like the Seahawks eventually has to had to like get rid of all the Seahawks haters in the locker room. Like slowly but surely over the years, they got rid of Richard Sherman, Doug Baldwin retired. They got rid of Marshawn Lynch, Percy Harvin, Golden Tate. Like, they had to purge the team of all the Russell Wilson haters and bring in a guy like Tyler Lockett, who just loves whoever, um, and DK Metcalf, who was just happy to be catching touchdowns kind of deal. Well, they couldn't let DK Metcalf talk to the old receivers because they didn't want him to know all the <laughs> stories. Yeah. But yeah, I, I put I put Greg Dulcich also. Long story short. All right. So, wow. Greg Dulcich showed, showdown time coming up here. It is the Greg Dulcich showdown time. Woo! What an honor for Greg Dulcich. You guys seen his hair? Great locks. Just Kenny G. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, big time Kenny G vibes. He's been good, man. And he played with Brett Rippey in one game. Rippin', sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, th- oh, this is a cool question. This is from Seth again. Seth's on a spreadsheet with a Seth. lot of really good questions. Seth. They were all like, uh, the hit rate was really good. In days. Thank you for specifying the unit. In days. <laughs> we need that. Not Orange. Yeah. <laughs> We're a bit dim here. How long does it take one drop of water to travel down the Mississippi River? It's a great question. This is an impossible question. I, these are getting worse. These are getting more and more <laughs> obscure and difficult to answer. It used to just be like, I don't know, how old is... How tall is a tree? How old is Willie Nelson? <laughs> we'll be like, hmm, 86? And now it's like, how many atoms are in the universe? Yeah, I guess we could get more normie questions. It's probably my fault for talking about how much I love that, how much a cloud weighs. Oh my God. No, yeah. a bunch of these. The second the cloud question came in, all hell broke loose and everybody started getting really abstract. <laughs> I give us more normal to questions. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. How heavy was the first car? Not everyone um, give us Jeff Saturday questions, but I want a, I want a couple. Should we have just done how old is Jeff Saturday? <laughs> we should have just done that. Oh so wait, God. how many, God, how many days does it take a drop of water to travel down the Mississippi River? Should we, t- should we take that person up, whoever emailed us, uh, and text one another our answers? Yeah, we can text the answers. In days. Like we all type them out in the send, and then we send it at the same time, though. I am just petrified of what I'm about to type in. I'm not sure if I'm going way high or way low. Okay, I'm ready to go. Hi, Do you have a type? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, send. 
I said, <laughs> oh I said 10 days. Deke Actually, said this is so much more fun. Craig said 1,000 days. <laughs> Craig? Oh my God. Did you accidentally hit a few extra zeros there? Did your keyboard days. get stuck? I, guys, I started at 100. I went up to 5,000 and then I came back down to 1,000. <laughs> 1,000 days. <laughs> I hope it's 1,000 so much. Oh my God. No, the answer is 90. I win. Nice. No, I didn't know. I should have given you the chance to change it based on I win prices right wise, though. So I'm going (laughs) to hold on to that. No, you don't. You went over. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You went over by a lot. You lost prices right. Even worse. I don't watch that show. (laughs) It's for old people. Oh, my God. Okay. So I put 27, oh so I'm God. closest. That's so funny. Craig, by this metric, should have to pick like seven tight ends down on his list. Well, it doesn't matter who I pick. They'll score more than Kyle Pitts, so I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Farrell. That's who you're picking. I'm between Cole Komet and Kate Otten. I think those are the easy two ones. Cole Komet is on the Bears, and they're playing the Lions this week. And it, it, Cole Komet, after I loved them preseason, finally did something. I think I'll take Kate Otten, though, because they're playing the Seahawks, and I kind of still think Kate Otten and the Bucks. I think Kate Otten's actually been pretty good for top rating. The Bucks the throw a hell of a lot more. Yeah, that's the thing. So I'm going to go with Kate Otten. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Komet, I guess. That's your guy, Hyfe. It's never wrong, just early. Oh, my God. Never wrong, just early, baby. It only took you till November. <laughs> Another guy I thought about briefly, because, I mean, Komet before last week is getting like two, three targets a game. Uh, the only guy who's kind of poking around in the fantasy world at tight end, Noah Fant has like not been horrible. Mm. He had a really big play this last game. It, Noah Fant had that play where he ran, it felt like he ran for like 60 yards or 40 or whatever. And it just reminded me of like, how is he not good? I don't understand anything. No, I was he's good. Ask, he is good. What happened to Noah Fant? Noah Fant, I feel like that first year in Denver was touted as like the next big athletic tight end who was like, going to be in our lives for the next decade. And then he got traded to Seattle and everyone's like, oh, they threw a Noah Fant because he sucks. And it was like, what? I, I thought Noah Fant no. was good. Yeah, I think he is good. He's talented. He, uh, number one, he's on a team that he's uses... Talented. He's talented. The Seahawks he use three good? tight ends. They're, they're, he's just never going to get the volume need. I just feel like the, the perception around Noah Fant changed without any explanation as to why. Noah Fant has had, my question is, yes, he's talented. That's what I'm saying. Like, he caught that ball and he ran very fast. And when I'm like, I think he's faster. Like, when I was talking about Isaiah Likely last week, I was like, I think he's better than the open field than all but, like, nine tight ends. And I remembered that there are bad tight ends like Noah Fant that are actually very talented but don't do anything. And I don't know. It's like, how Noah Fant right now, he has had more than, like, 80 yards in a game. Like, three times in the last three seasons? How is this possible? Like, when he has the ball, I'm like, he's like the fastest tight end in the NFL. Yeah, well, he's been catching passes from a, a disastrous crew, I mean, in Denver. I mean, he's averaging 650 yards a year and around 65 catches. Like, that, that's not that that's bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's like, I know that this is not as easy as it sounds, but it, every time we watch Sunday Night Football, and it's any Chiefs game, but especially Sunday Night Football, they always talk about Travis Kelsey, and because he played quarterback in high school, he just gets the zones and he can just read a defense as soon as the defense drops back. I know it's not that easy to do, but like, how, why can't they just teach other players to do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what if Noah Fant could do that? 
He's faster than Travis it's a knack. Kelsey. It's a knack, I think. You can't just it's teach a someone a knack. I know. I just wish Noah Fant uh, would get the ball more. That's all. Quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, if Justin Fields is available, get Justin Fields. Like, you know, you don't need us to tell you that. Uh, if you need a stream, because again, the, Lamar and Burrow are on by, and we'll see if Josh Allen plays. Uh, Daniel Jones, if he's available, is playing the Texans this week. I'm a little worried this is a trap game for the Giants. But if he's around, Daniel Jones, they had a bye last week, so who knows what Brian Daniel If it's this giant cynicism is just never going to go away. No, it's now like guarded optimism because they got the Texans and then like the Lions. Ooh. And then they have like four divisional games in a row, including Cowboys. You're definitely going to lose one of those games. I know. That's the thing, right? Because it just feels too good to be true. Because if they get eight and two and then they play like, it's it's like Washington Eagles, Cowboys, Washington again or something. And I'm like, man, eight and two going into that would be nice. But that's it feels feels too good. Anyway, Jacoby Brissett is playing the Dolphins. I'm not saying Jacoby Brissett's cool, but like every Dolphins game just seems to be 35 to 30. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota is playing the Panthers. And I'm not even saying that that's exciting. I just feel like the Panthers got we're down 42 nothing at halftime last week. I'm not saying the Falcons are the bank are the Bengals. Or anything. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing the Chargers at home. That one as well. And they're coming Not off by. Mm-hmm. So there's there's options this week. I think there's like, you know, things you can stomach. Defensively is actually a lot of good streamers. If anyone dropped the Broncos, go get the Broncos defense. The Broncos defense is insanely good. I know they just traded away Bradley Chubb, but like get the Broncos if anyone dropped them. They're playing the Titans. And as you saw last night, Titans, they can't pass. Whether it's Hobble Tannehill or Malik Willis, whatever, get the Titans. And then also get the Titans defense because they're playing Denver. And I don't care that the Broncos were on by. Like, the Broncos are disgusting on offense. They cannot move the ball. And so Titans defense, very good. Broncos defense, good. Either offenses are bad, get either of those. And then obviously, this is maybe the recommendation of the week. The Raiders are playing the Colts, man. The Colts just <laughs> fired Frank Reich. Yeah. They fired Marcus Brady. They're talk- we're talking about the quarterback's coach who was in the CFL two years ago as like the only coach who probably knows all the plays by name. And that's probably not true, but like <laughs> actually, like if you talk about where do they keep the play sheet, he's probably the only one who even knows where it is. So it's pretty good. And also again, Sam Ellinger, worst quarterback performance of the year last week. Who like shows Jeff Saturday, like his office and where things are? How's that work? <laughs> Ursay? Who's the person who's like, so this is where your desk is? Like, this drawer? It's probably Jim Ursay. It's probably the owner, man. Jim Ursay. Also, he probably knows where it all is. But yeah, it's Jim Ursay. I was going to say, he or, played there for 10 years or whatever, so. Yeah, that'll yeah, help. Yeah, but I mean, knowing like where all the coaching stuff is, like his office, like where all the paperwork is, like here's the, here's the, like the, the play sheet, here's the, the, all the depth chart information, here's the contract stuff. Like, who's the one actually showing him all that stuff? probably some operations person but you know it's funny it's like it's because it's just like a big building and it, it is just like an office with football stuff and it's probably how many times do you think he's gonna hear the joke like oh he's like yeah I still know my way around like like riding a bike still know where the, the good bathrooms are you know what i mean it's Old like, I stomping I guess he would grounds. Say that, but yeah remember that time the colts hired their player who'd been retired for a year for a decade he could have made it all the way down the mississippi river in the time he'd been retired <laughs> The thousand, thousand days. days. Yeah. I guess it's only, yeah, three trips. Also, wait, also, question. Quick, the Giants. Ha, ha, go ahead. I was going to ask a question about the drop of water. So yours is probably more important. <laughs> Craig, how long do you think the Mississippi River is? Really long. 
clearly very long, DK. <laughs> that is very long. It is super long. Giants defense is also playing Houston. And then the Jets defense, if anyone's dropping them on bio, I would add the Jets. This is my defensive thoughts. DK, how many miles is, do you think the Mississippi River is? Mm, I don't know. Twelve hundred. It's two thousand three hundred and forty. Okay. So a mile a day, or about two miles a day for that water. To be honest, that doesn't even sound that crazy to me. But, <laughs> but so you're saying the water and the river is going at like a half mile an hour, or no, two miles an hour? No, I don't know. Way less than that. P- the the math ghosts are just. Blowing a gas at me right now. Wait, I just want to fucking ring our necks right now. I was like, how many zip codes are there? I'm like, well, there's five digits, so there has to be like 10,000. It's like 100,000, you idiot. <laughs> how do we know? How do we know how how long it would take a drop of water to get down the Mississippi River? How can they tagged that? They tagged the, the drop. And then they put, put yeah, how do we <laughs> know? Like a shark. <laughs> they just put the tag in it. Yeah. They told us, and, that's, and then we believed it, Craig. That's all. This is... <laughs> Prove it. Prove, prove them wrong. Just, I don't know. There's an old Brian Regan joke. Do you guys know who Brian Regan is? Stand-up comic? He's like... Well, you just told me, so now, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I know who that is, yes. Okay, so he, one of his jokes is like, what's stopping anyone from telling us what the whales are saying? <laughs> like, here's, here's what the... He's like, essentially like, here's what the whales are saying. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> like, who, how are you going to prove him wrong? Like, I guess, did they just put something in the Mississippi River and and see how long it took for it to float to the end? A little, like, like a paper boat. A little rubber duck? Yeah. Like, how do, like, <laughs> is, that, is that equivalent to a drop of water? Does it have to be something with the same volume as a drop of water? I just, I'd love to know. Uh, well, on that note, I live in Washington, D.C., and I was washing, I was washing, I was walking by the, the Potomac River uh, over the weekend, and you're talking about, like, how much, how do you actually measure how high the river is? Like, how do they actually do that? It's like so much more complicated than I thought. They apparently they measure how much pressure it takes to put like an air bubble into the bottom or something, and the like the pressure it like, on the bubble is how much they tell based on how much water is. You know what I mean? And it was like, wow, hmm. I, I, I can't just like a make really a mark. Stick. Yeah, I thought they just had some big stick. <laughs> Interesting. Not as easy as I thought. Uh, did you guys know that Mark Twain is uh, it's like a depth of water? What? Yeah, Mark Twain, not his real name. Oh, so the odds of you bringing up Mark Twain and it didn't involve the Mississippi was the upset. Anyway, I think that's all we got. We're going off the rails here. Wait, what? Mark Twain, because <laughs> he writes about the Mississippi River. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what, that was the connection, but you're so saying why, that the right? odds of me bringing it up were 100%. But you didn't relate it to the Mississippi specifically. Got it. Okay. He's an upset. <laughs> well, that's implied, but yeah. I just want to know who's following that drop of water for 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you to everyone who emailed us. Email us trivia at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. We can have more. Normal trivia. Normal trivia, no, folks. No more how far did Elon Musk's car go into space. We, we don't need No more like h- how many, how many like, you know, farts have been farted into the history of the world. We can't be doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. What is the volume of methane gas that has been farted into the world? None of that. <laughs> Actually, no. Send that one in. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse Lopez, for production help. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, big timers. I don't know who that is, DK. Who are the big timers? I mean, like a rap group? Look up Still Fly. <laughs>
Oh, okay, yeah. It's a good song. I actually did a belt on Still Fly, actually, this week. <laughs> God. Nice. That's the whitest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. It's so white. I was thinking that on the ride. There's a, oh, there's yeah. a Peloton, like, there's a Peloton, like, a great Wu-Tang. Oh there's a Peloton Wu-Tang, and they're doing it to, like, the opening of Method Man. And it's not even, it's like, <laughs> and all the women in the studio are just, like, very, like, white, middle-aged white women. And Method, the intro, it's explicit. And the intro to the, like, the song Method Man is, you know, it's just 90 seconds if it's, like, a fucking, a fucking... I'll I'll beat your balls with a screwdriver with a bat with nails in it. And it's like all these women in the studio are like, this is very strange. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just picture Hyvitz oh on a God. bike and some white woman's like, you're still fly, Danny. Keep it moving. <laughs> Shout out Robin Arzone. Oh, my God. The imagery. Hyphen's on a bike listening to Still Fly. <laughs> God, that's good. <laughs> oh, that'll that'll keep me going. But that's okay. <laughs> Got a quarter tank of gas. <laughs> Can't pay <Should> my rent because <laughs> all my money's spent. Hyphen's uh, going up. Yeah. Can't pay my rent. <laughs> Should I say goodbye today? How the Peloton instructors say goodbye? Please do. All right. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoy your day. And remember to take this power that you've earned here today and you spread it. And don't you forget you're in charge today. Thank you. Namaste. Wow. It cuts to high. It's an hour later, just hunched over in his couch watching football for the next nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>